dwellers and welcome to this week's episode of connections to the cosmic gateway the only earthbound portal uh, to your spiritual wellness uh, i am juniper grace and i am joined as always with deandra and today deandra i think you're taking the lead on what we're adding to our metaphysical toolbox yep so i'm gonna hand it off to you gracias so today we're gonna be talking um just a little bit holistically about spring um, I mean, go through some different aspects of Ayurveda, what we need to do to transition out of that winter time into the springtime um, in terms of diets, in terms of uh, rituals, different things that we can do to make sure that we are on the right track for being balanced during mm-hmm. this season. Um, so before I get into it, I just want to say um, for those of you, it doesn't matter where you're listening. I'm just going to say this about Canada, particularly in Toronto, Ontario. I don't know what's going on with the weather. I hate it. I hate so it somebody had a meme that they made where they talked about how we have second winter, fake spring, third winter, second fake spring, and then finally spring. Yeah. Uh, so for anyone that's been in our area, uh, again, yeah, Toronto, Ontario, guys, it's been insane. Like been it, 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 one day it was like 12 and the next day it snowed. It snowed. It and snowed. I, and so, so during these times, it's a little bit interesting to say, okay, I'm going to start my spring ritual. And wait, I'm wearing my winter boots again, and I want to go eat soup. Um, yeah, I don't think I've taken off my winter boots. I think I've no, worn my winter boots the whole time. I'm still wearing my mukluks. So yeah. I do have to say that totally understanding for those of you who have been exposed to this climate change <laughs> and uh, that, you know, we, we need to be a little mindful of moving back and forth and letting our energies rebalance because it's not just confusing looking outside at the weather and determining, do I need to bring my snow brush today, but also to your body on an energetic level. Yeah. So I do need to ask you, Juniper right now, how do you feel body, mind, spirit Uh, at this moment in the season? It depends on the weather outside. I've noticed this. I've made note of this. Um, So yesterday was cloudy, uh, and I was pretty tired the whole day. And then suddenly the sun peeked through for like an hour, and I was like, I'm energized. Like, let's go. Let's do this. Um, But like today, it's gray again, and I'm still kind of in that dragging my feet mode. Like, I know I need to get things done today because I spent yesterday pretty much doing not much of anything. Um, But today was my gotta get things done but i'm still feeling like pretty drab pretty like bit lethargic yeah okay so that's totally normal (laughs) (laughs) just in case you were feeling like oh everyone's putting spring has sprung and there's cute little easter bunnies everywhere uh very normal your body is going through this transition period so we are going to talk about what we call uh which is um and uh what your are you vedic practice is so ritu meaning the season okay and charya meaning the regimen or the okay. discipline that you're going to be adhering to. So we're going to talk about that today. Um, so basically your lifestyle, a little bit of the diet to cope with the mental and bodily changes caused by the seasons. Okay. Because you just mentioned, you're like, oh, I saw the sun and I need to get shit done, but I'm tired and I did nothing yesterday. Yeah. Right. So that's what we're going to talk about. What can you do ritualistically uh, in order to adjust yourself and get yourself out of that lethargic slow period? Okay. Um, Having uh, a a regimen is so important. It helps us build our physical strength, our mental capabilities, and it also stops. And what people don't realize is ailments before they're able to manifest. You don't just get sick. 
it is a buildup. Unless there is something in your astrological karmic profile that this was meant to happen and, and, and there's no way you can avoid this because you need to burn out some karma, sure. But more often than not, it is because there wasn't something disciplined in some area. We all have weaknesses yes. in different parts yeah. of our bodies, organs, um, you know, different things that are very unique to us. And that's what the beauty of Ayurveda is, which is, you know, the science of life. Like we don't look at, OK, well, we're going to we're going to categorize a bunch of people in this area because they all experience the same thing the reason why they might experience the same quote-unquote dis-ease yeah. can be for very different reasons right so finding the root cause at an individual level is very key okay okay so even though this may sound general i need you to think about these things how it will individually affect you and your makeup so okay talking about we had talked about the three doshas um yes. in one of the previous ayurveda one-on-one i would highly encourage you to go listen to that one first yeah so you can understand <laughs> before you listen to this about. one um so let's talk a little bit about spring so we want to talk about the kapha dosha um and bringing that into balance because of the three doshas uh if you remember it is um the earth and water elements that come forth so yeah. let's take a look outside it's a lot of earth and it's a lot of water. <laughs> and uh, this dosha provides lubrication for your joints, mucus to protect your sensitive tissues, your membranes, things like that. Um, and it's also really affects the sinuses, the lungs, um, your joints, your stomach. So the suppleness of your muscles. So I want everybody to tune in right now. <laughs> Who's starting to get a little sniffly with some allergies? Oh, who's yeah. who's starting to get those, um, oh no, it's the weather, pressure headaches? Who's starting to feel a little bit the achiness, you know, in your bones from the wetter weather coming in, um, yes. the dampness coming in? So, uh, and, and you're just like, oh my God, I need to go to the gym, but I am so tired. Mm. Normal. <laughs> when you are in balance, with kapha dosha and just remember we are all three we are all comprised of all three which one is more dominant and then which season is is affecting what's, what's going on. on in your unique composition okay you feel really strong you're really stable um very composed everything's nicely lubricated but not overly lubricated um and on the other side you might feel very sleepy very mentally dull um, you might find a lot of excess phlegm. Anybody coughing up anything? Anyone getting allergies? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. This uh, morning was the worst for me. Right. Water retention as she drinks water. Um, any of that unhealthy weight gain that you may have uh, tracked on during the winter time? Oh, that hasn't been winter. That's been all of COVID. <laughs> <laughs> any heaviness? Because the thing is, is anything that accumulates during the winter, it can create uh unbeneficial energy unbeneficial quote-unquote disease again in your body because by the time springtime arrives um your body is basically mirroring you know the fact that you stood or stayed inside and you cuddled yourself and you have that little what that little winter coat that little you know okay i gained 10 pounds over christmas and i tried to go to the gym in the new year but i just couldn't make it and i need to take a moment and rebalance and and get rid of that it's also that time where that sluggishness would have starts to disappear and yeah. like you said that that mental alertness that awakening yeah that new beginning type 
energy is coming forth. So what you really want to focus on during this time is reigniting some of that, uh, the ritualistic aspects of your life, the spirituality, the, um, you know, what, what are you going to put into your life at this time that is going to set you up for the rest of the seasons moving forward? Great. I want to mention that your digestive fire during the winter, your Agni, is very strong. Yes. So that's when you can be eating all of those um, yummy stews, yummy soups, all of those things. You continue that into spring. And again, I, I realize it's confusing because yeah, we are going, going in and out of out, seasons. Yeah. But if you keep continuing that, your body's not in a position to process it. You'll continue feeling lethargic. Okay. You need to lighten up the diet. Yeah. Because in Ayurveda, one of the principles is like, like balances, like, or can throw it off as well. Right. Okay. There's both sides to that. Um, so referring back to spring, um, the flowering, the new leaves, we need to try to eat things that are very easily digestible. Um, so things that are, you know, wheat, rice, light lentils, um, Again, when you're doing lentils or any types of beans, in because your digestive fire is a little bit down, you want to try to – pressure cookers can be dangerous, but if you know how to use one, it's fantastic. Use your use your Instapot or whatever it is because it takes the lectins yeah. out of right. the dal or yeah. the lentils or the beans, and that helps you not only not poison your body, helps you digest it better. Okay. And you're not at an optimal digestive strength right now. Right. So okay. – it's it's really nourishing for your body, but you have to make sure you're not giving your body extra work to do. Right. Things that are bitter, anything that's pungent or astringent um, can be eaten. Um, so you don't want to move into those summer foods too quickly. So I'm at the grocery store the other day. I'm not going to name names, but it was like, oh, my God, let's get a giant watermelon. No, no, I, I get it. We we live in North America. At least we do. I don't know. From those of you around the world, well, whoever, <laughs> you have different fruits at different times. You have to go with your season at that time. But it's like we are still cold. Yeah, no, I definitely had a piece of watermelon. And while it was like refreshing and I was like, "Ooh, wow, this is great. I still felt weird. I was like, I need to be in a backyard. Right. Under a sunny sky warm like as i was eating it i was like this just reminds me of summer Why am so I it's funny right how now? you got intuitive about that eating yeah because sure. ayurveda is very intuitive but a lot of the times we ignore this because we are so bombarded by the media on a regular basis and so bombarded by a whole bunch of different diets on what we should be eating what we should not be eating i want you to remember this is the oldest system of medicine yeah. in the world yeah. this is going straight back to that intuitive side um, and individual balance of the body. Because again, for example, keto is not for everyone. Yeah. If genetically you do not have it in you to process fats, you can actually do a lot of damage to your body. So for those yeah. people trying keto, it might work for a short period of time. Go get your liver checked after and see what happened. I mean, let's be, if we're going to talk about diets, let's be real. How many diets have people gone on and had to have their gallbladder removed because they're just going diet, 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 diet. 100%. And nothing is sticking. Absolutely, right? Juniper. So it's, it's really yes. getting in tune with what you are eating. Like, yes, and what yeah. your body is comprised of energetically. Yeah. So you're doing what's right for you because what's right for your best friend might not be what's, what's best right for, for you. you. Yeah. Um, 
Again, I want to do the disclaimer. This should not replace <laughs> going to your doctor. Your healthcare professional. How How, however, um, your suggestions. These are suggestions that you should these are think about. To think about right. Yeah. Thoughts and so I want to step back and go back to that intuitive thing you were you were talking about. So you you ate a you ate a watermelon. Yeah. And well, you were like, wow, it's delicious. One it, piece. Yeah. <laughs> but but it's delicious. It's refreshing. Yeah. yeah. But your body's cold. Yeah. You're not in the height of summer. We're not in July and August when the iron, the the water intake, all of that needs to be a bit higher Aired. because you're burning it out quickly. Yeah. Now you're oversaturating. If you think about it, I just said that the, the kapha time is earth and water. Yeah. So it's all around you. And now you're over inundating yourself with something. To, not that you shouldn't be drinking your water, but now it's it's overload. Yeah. So let's say you had um, something in your body that was being caused from the coldness. Yeah. You're now stimulating that to move forward in a potentially negative direction. Right. Right. Okay. Which is what you don't want to do. Um, so let's just take, for example, um, honey. Honey you can put into the diet at this time. Very okay. nice thing to put in if you want a warm mug of honey. Um, anything that is going to be cleansing. Okay. Now's the time to fast, folks. Now's the time to fast. So on Ekdashi, which is, you know, a particular moon of the month, like there's a certain time where you're, you ever, you ever get to a certain time in the moon cycle where you just don't feel like eating? You're like, why aren't I hungry? But then, you know, it's lunchtime and my, I should be eating. Mm-hmm. Learn to know the difference between when you've been trained mm. to think you should be eating yeah. versus when your body is saying, oh, I don't really feel like having something today. If your body doesn't feel like doing it, trust that wisdom. And not from a stress-induced... I was supposed to say, I don't really want to put that out there because, like, I know I will be like, oh, you know, I'm not hungry, but, you know, that took me a while to figure out, oh, I work in a high-stress environment. Right. And that's why I'm not hungry. Right. Right? So it is a lot of... I think you need to practice eating you do need to practice eating in a way that's more mind that's more where you have awareness to it so you're in a high stress environment which means when you finally do get to your meal a what are you eating a what are you eating b are you you sitting down and actually taking the time to not look at tv not catch up on your emails not do all these things but sitting at your kitchen table and nourishing and maybe giving gratitude to your food before you eat it yeah um, the other thing too, I want to talk about, um, just because you mentioned it about stress. So when you're in a high stress job, when you, the reason why people don't eat and one of the reasons why they don't eat is because when your body has to digest food, you are diverting your blood supply and your energy to your stomach. Right. When you work in a high stress environment, you usually need that energy to be up in your brain, up in your energy so that you can get something done, which is sometimes why you find that you might be like, oh my God, I went the whole day without eating. It's okay and it's not okay. You don't want the stress to be what triggers that eating. If yeah. you are being aware of the fact that, wow, I'm having a, a peaceful internal day because I've done my Ayurvedic or my meditative rituals in yeah. the morning and my body feels great because I pulled energy from somewhere else yeah. and I just need to cleanse my colon. Yeah, That's a different, totally different fasting, not eating aspect than I was stressed out all day. The stress will catch up with you. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So you're right. Let's, let's delineate between, <laughs> between that. Um, Listen, but also no. Yeah. So when springtime comes, I don't know about you, but when you're in winter, um, you want to take naps yes, during the day. Okay. I mean, I still want to take naps. You curl I mean, up with somebody or your pet or yourself or your pillow and you're like, nap. Don't do that during this time. <laughs> not not good for your body. Um, 
you know, this is what's going to encourage the stagnant energy okay. to sit okay. during a time where all around you, and we are not separate from our environments, no, folks. We are not. not. Uh, this will encourage that stagnancy of energy to take root in the weak parts of your body. Okay. So you're going to go sleeping at a time. You're not going to – you stop moving. You're going to continue eating the things that you were eating in winter. Expect that something's going to happen. Expect you're going to have allergies. Yeah. Expect you're going to have excess, excess mucus because you were doing nothing to move. Move. Right? Right. Okay. Um, so what we want to think about is um, like if you're – if you, if you want to do like some smoothies for a few days, mm-hmm. some juices – um, we're going to get to food combining one day because you would not believe the things you should not combine. And I, I think it's it's I think it's a North American dream to see how many weird things we can combine. combine together. You're yeah, a chef. Sure. You're yeah. a chef. And you're like, and sometimes it tastes fantastic. Yeah. Like, I can't lie. You're like, wow, who came up with that? But when you have to go to the bathroom later or you have to digest that and you wonder why you feel horrible, yeah. it's because it was the wrong thing mixed for your body. body. There's certain foods that just should not be mixed. So yeah. we will get to that in another episode. Um, so anything that you think you can add when things are coming up in the spring, take a look around. What's seasonal? Yeah. So you have leeks coming up really early. Yes. You have um, what are what are those what are those things that curl? Fiddleheads. Fiddleheads. They're so good for you. Sorry, they're in North America. Fiddleheads um are something. Anything that's pungent, so collard greens, uh, those lettuces yeah. come up quite early. Asparagus, artichokes, snap peas, um, ginger, celeries, uh, things like that. Add these things. Start adding these things to your diet. See what's coming up in your area. There is nothing. We have become so accustomed to having fruits and vegetables yeah. that belong in different types of year available to us year round. Yeah. That not only is it horrible for our eco footprint. Yes. To keep consuming this. Of course. Yeah. It's actually not even good for us. Yeah. No, for sure. Right. Um. There's a reason there's so much ritual and everything around the harvest. Yeah. And what you harvest at exactly. what time. Yeah. So see what's dandelions are going to come. Yeah. Dandelions are amazing for your liver. I'm sure you can come up with an amazing dandelion in salad. Yeah, no, thing. dandelions are great. Um, I would say, though, don't. I mean, there are so many dandelions now because <laughs> in Toronto anyways, we don't spray pesticides in the parks anymore. Right. Um, so there are so many dandelions. But at the same time, be mindful because dandelions are the first flower that bees get. So be Absolutely. mindful of that as well. And they do sell um, them in organic grocery yeah. stores. Yeah. So like just just keep that in mind. Yeah. Uh, if you're going to pick them yourself, because uh, I have picked them and dried them myself. Um, yeah. Just don't over overtake. Don't I agree. Because really. you have to share with the environment. So yeah. take a, a little bit for yourself. Yeah. And leave. Yeah. Right. So yeah. Just keep that in mind. Yep. And again, like uh, Juniper said, be mindful of where you're getting them from because you yes. don't want it to be in like a public park where you don't know what was on it. Yes. They have some in your backyard <laughs> and you want to take and some. And you know that your dog hasn't pooped there yet? Great. Yeah, Perfect. You're good. <laughs> so what you want to do, especially um, in terms of avoidance is, so take a wild guess. What do you think you should be avoiding eating during this time? I'm guessing those heartier foods that you were eating in the winter. Yes, the heartier foods. Yes, but think about winter. You yeah. were eating them cheese platters. I don't think I was, but okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, you know, but think about it. Cheese, bread, yeah. um, stews, pies. Yeah. Like, those are the things you were eating in winter. Yeah. You got to tone down the cheese because did anyone ever notice that after you drink milk or eat cheese, you feel a little mucusy? I don't. My thing when I get that is orange juice. 
Okay, interesting. I wonder if you have an intolerance to citrus. Oh, we'll have to look into that. We'll have to look into that. We'll have that. to but muscle like, test orange that. Orange juice, I cannot – I can drink, like, lemon water. I can drink, like, yeah. lime water. But if you give me a straight-up thing of orange juice, I have to dilute it because otherwise I get, like, super, like – dry not dry mouth but like i salivate a lot right right okay we'll look into that because usually it's really the milk products at this time of the year that you don't want to be uh you want to save that a little bit more for like the summer and you 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 can have those a little bit more in different seasons but in the springtime okay if you think about somebody that has asthma or somebody that's coughing up a lot of phlegm and you're having that bit of a kapha imbalance and you're noticing that's coming up it's like when they tell you don't drink milk when you're sick yeah because it, why it's yeah. totally counterintuitive to your healing. You want to have things like lemons and limes yeah. and gingers and things and that are going to break and, up mucus, yeah. Yeah. right? So if you have a sick cold and, and you have bronchitis, you have anything like that, and you're coughing that up, you don't want to add milk to it. It's yeah. the same thing with the season. Okay. Make sense? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. So um, fast foods, frozen foods, cold drinks, um, you need to really celebrate the simple things. Right. Keep it, keep it simple, guys. Yeah. Keep it simple. Keep it local. Keep Google that's growing. Um, so there's a couple other things I do want to mention. Okay. Uh, rising early, the sun has changed. Yes, the sun has definitely changed, which I've appreciated uh, because I do get up at 6 o'clock every single morning uh, to let my little puppy out. Um, she starts crying at 6 o'clock every morning. So I have been getting up at 6 o'clock every, Great. Mo- every morning. I'm not going to lie, though. Half the time I do... Yeah. Do you go back to bed? I'm going to say I go lie in bed for another hour. And what was the rule we told <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that. It's spring. Your dogs eat. I mean, you pay know, attention to your dog. What's your dog doing? You know, Getting so, up at six in the morning. Yeah. So, well, she does come back to bed <laughs> Because you went back to bed. <laughs> she does. The two of them both come back to bed and they're like, okay, I did mm. my business and now I'm going back to bed. Um, I do notice, though, on my days off, mm-hmm. I'm more likely to sleep again while I'm on my days working right when i'm laying in that bed i'm like petting them i'm like talking to them and telling them how much i love them um you know and then i'm getting up at 7 30 8 o'clock quarter to eight whatever time it is but i'm at least laying there for like a half an hour to an hour but i'm awake so here's the thing with that it's okay to have a slow morning. It's okay to be the seed that was planted and slowly unfurl your flowers from fr- your flowers and your leaves from the earth. I agree with that approach, but the problem is you change you change your you know your energy once you let yourself. And I'm not saying guys don't do what your body needs. If you've had a really exhausting night, you some of course go back to bed. But if you can, it's it's all about, and this is what goes back to the Ayurvedic practice. The yeah. you know, if you are getting in bed by the correct Ayurvedic time by ten o'clock, you won't want to sleep when you wake up at six. Yes, I think I've noticed that too because my last two days, because we record this on a Tuesday, and I was off Monday, Tuesday. Um, my last two days, we've been getting to bed at eleven o'clock, while every other day I've been like really pushing for that ten o'clock bedtime. Right. Uh, even if Alex doesn't want to come to bed with me whatever yeah care but like i'm going to bed at 10 because i wake up at six exactly Um, and that's when if you have that solid sleep between your 10 and your six yeah um you process all your emotional stuff because uh by the way guys there's also energetic time slots not just for the seasons not just for your cells but for your sleep and for each time of day yeah right yeah so if you go through that that process correctly by the time you wake up at six in the morning you'll be okay having that slow morning and actually you really your fire so your pit that time of day the the, the um fire water doesn't start till 10 a.m 
So that's why they say around noon is when your digestive fire is the highest because yeah. it's pitta time. The high, the sun is highest in the sky. That's when yeah. you want to eat any of your heavier meals, your proteins, anything like that, okay. um, your heavier meals. But that morning time where you're getting up and you're cuddling with your dogs, I love that example, is where you are generating that creativity that I am coming forth and, and enjoying this time to sprout before I get into my active time of day. Okay. We do not do that enough yeah. in certain parts of the world. I know. I definitely like right. the week I'm like petting them. Th- think of different p- think of different different places in the world yeah. that I mean, I remember being in Italy and all of the grocery stores shutting down at a certain time of the afternoon and I'm like, "Oh my god, why can't I get into the a grocery store?" Yes, North yes, American so. mentality, but they know what they're talking about, oh, right? Oh, for sure, for sure. There's a like, reason yes, why. Great. When I lived yes, in Italy, I was like, "Why don't we operate like this?" this be- exactly. Like it's stupid to expect people to work 12 hours a day without a giant break in the middle. Yes. Because when I li- I lived in Italy for a time, ladies and gentlemen, um, and you would work 12-hour days, but you'd have, like, a two-hour break in the middle of right. it. So you're just like, oh, okay, great. I'm going to go back. I'm going to eat food and, you know. And Italians know how to sit then, down and enjoy their food. Yeah, no, and then <laughs> go back to work. And it works. Yeah. It works. It works. Like, I don't understand why we don't do that. And you're not overexerted. Exactly. Right. I don't understand why we have a mentality of, I mean, I do understand. We're greedy in North America. And and we've cultivated a culture and a paradigm that says you need to work like this in order to be successful and show the world and buy into this. So that's that's something else we're going to do. Think that mindset has been shifting lately since COVID. Lately, I think it definitely. Yes. Uh, I know in my industry, yes. it's definitely shifted a lot. Um, I know I have shifted with that as well, and being like, you know what, we had I no ha- choice. We had one. We had no choice. Yes. Two. I am realizing I have a life outside of my job and I don't just want to be a right. quote unquote career chef. Like I have other hobbies. I have other things that make me who I am. Right. It's not just being a chef. Exactly. And I think you're right. Like that shift happened because of COVID and then a lot of people had to let go of control that they had over their employees and over everyone's schedules and seeing them in person. So now that we've had this shift and mental health is more prevalent, uh, you know, uh, Mental health support is more prevalent. Yes. Um, we want to take advantage of that. So um, a few other things I want to do uh, because we are running out of time a little bit here. Um, I want to talk about a few things that I totally think you need to put in, if anything else, during this time. Something to keep your um, your lymphs going. So if you you do any type of dry brushing, uh, we can provide a link for that at some juncture. Reach out to us. Look up dry brushing. Um, it's literally where you take a soft brush for your body and you stroke it in okay. long directions over your body. It's so stimulating and invigorating, but it also pushes toxins out of your body. Yeah. And where do we detox first? The skin. Yeah. It's our largest organ. So. Yeah. When you start seeing a problem on the skin, you know that there's something systemic, something that needs to go. So you want to make sure that you're keeping yourself moving because your skin, it's going to build up in other places and then it's going to show in your skin. So you want to keep that moving. One thing I highly encourage. Um, I also uh, think that about 30 minutes to an hour prior to your meal, do something for your digestion. Okay. Okay. So you want to have your your lemon waters i know it can be a little bit acidic Mm -hmm. so just wash your watch your teeth Mm -hmm. because you don't want to keep drinking lemon water and then have a problem with your teeth yeah you can also have ginger fennel um fennel's really good digestive um and i don't know if you've been to an indian restaurant and seen all those colorful candies and you're like oh my god what is this it's actually fennel coated in like yeah sugar to make it more palatable (laughs) um but it's really for digestion after a meal 
Um, and then the other two things, um, again, fasting was one of them. So pay attention to your body, do it intuitively. Um, one of my favorites, which I do year round, um, but is so good for spring is Surya Namaskar. Okay. Yep. So that is the sun salutation. Okay. Yep. Um, and you can go to any studio or go online. Um, there's so many different examples of how to do sun salutation correctly. Now, there's one thing I need to mention. Um, a lot of the did anyone know? Not a lot of people know this. There are actual mantras. Yes. And what I mean by mantras is vibratory, um, uh, words that are sp- spoken that yes. have a vibrational effect that actually go with each of these. Uh, 12 postures that make up Surya Namaskar. Yeah. We will get to this in a later episode, but I found that a lot of the traditions and things that were brought over, and again, when it's practiced by a different culture, great, but then it loses some of its integrity of practice Mm -hmm. because it's not something that is traditional to a certain culture. So it's like, you know, sometimes when we think about saging. Yes. Clearing a space, something people often do in the spring. Saging is is a Native American uh, tradition. tradition. And a lot of people don't know you're not supposed to be buying sage. Yes. No, you're not. Yeah. You're supposed to be growing it, leaving some for the earth and then gifting. So, you know, these little, these little things that sit in the background of practices, of rituals, of traditions. And again, a lot of people are going to start saging. Think about that. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. Look up the practice, see where it comes from. So same thing with Surya Namaskar. Different energetic makeups will perform that differently. So you know how you wake up at six o'clock in the morning? Mm-hmm. You can perform, and I know your dosha constitution, so I can tell you this. Um, you can perform that a little bit more quickly. Okay. Okay. Um, whereas someone like my sister, you know my sister, can do the same thing to generate heat in her body, but a lot more slowly. Okay. So you have to take a look at, and even for someone like me, I have to do it at a moderate pace because I have a pitta dominant mm-hmm. and I need to... I need to kind of make sure that I don't overstoke the fire inside because then I can maybe set myself up to be a little too passionate for the day. (laughs) Um, You have a pretty interesting, nice balance. Yeah. But uh, so you could do it a little bit quicker or a little bit moderate, depending on how you felt. But that six o'clock time is really when you want to do it. So anytime I would say, folks, before 10 o'clock and definitely before 12, do some yoga asanas that are good for your dosha constitution. And, um, again, start re-implementing that, uh, that Dhinacharya because that, pra- sorry, that Ritucharya because that's what really makes your springtime and how you carry on to the rest of the seasons in the year have that disciplined yeah. effect. And you will be able to go through it without developing anything in your body that built up over the winter. Yeah. Does yeah. that make sense, Jennifer? Yeah, for sure. Okay, beautiful. <laughs> Good. Okay, so I think that brings us to the end of today's talk. Awesome. Cool, cool. If you have any questions, again, shoot us an email. Send us a message on Instagram. Yep. And yeah. That's it. Uh, we hope you enjoyed your travels with us today. Uh, remember to hit that subscription button. Uh, and as always, don't leave Earth without us. Bye.